All right, Davey Love in the house, Modern Problem Show. We are broadcasting from Royal Fox Studio 415. How Ave, where? Oh, the place where all that pesky, pesky DNA ends up. Shelton, Connecticut. You're damn right. Sweet 175, home of Sweet Lou in this amazing podcast studio. Book them here. They got Lisa Lampanelli. They got Losers with a Dream. They got Lifestyle Gains. They have books with bitches, right? Batches. Batch. Okay. Books and bitches. Books and batches. Oh, yeah. Check them out. All right. Let me introduce you to my co-host. Are you ready? Give it up for the man, the myth, the legend, Mike Tepper, the hot stepper. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that didn't work so well. Thanks, phone. Thanks, uh, phone. All right. Tonight's show is brought to you by Activewear. Your mother. Activewear. Your mother. Your mother. Give it up for our sponsor tonight, Fitness Swank. You need to exercise? I know I do. Do you need to exercise? Uh, depends who you ask. That's true. Fitnesswank.com. Why not feel comfortable doing it? Lou, do you feel comfortable? It doesn't matter if you feel comfortable or not. Fitnesswank. Yeah, well, yeah, it does. Fitnesswank.com. Activewear. Activewear. That's right. Tepper, why don't you tell him about High AF Coffee? Oh, man. Uh, love High AF Coffee. Really gets me going when, I'm, when I need to pick me up, you know, like, like I did earlier today. I ground up some of those beans and then I put them in my pot, brought it slowly up to a boil. Brought to us by our dear friend Alexis Fox. So sexy. HighFCoffee.com. There we go. There we go. HighFCoffee.com. Who else we got? I'm tired! (laughs) Who else we got? Who else we got? Mindful Serenity Healing. Oh, yeah. Soramar is out there doing in Tulum, doing. Spiritual healing. Spiritual. You can book a healing there. Uh, Lou, are you getting a healing? Yes, Lou is getting a healing. Spiritual healing. You may need to get healing after hanging out with Parliament Funkadelic, but you can find that. MindfulSerenityHealing.com. Also, you know what? I'm a little stressed, but you know what else? I'm enjoying my Delta 8 gummy from The Remedy, TheRemedy.care. Hit them up. They have everything. They have all your CBD needs. They are Connecticut's first craft CBD store. Yeah. We also got Antonio's in Beacon Falls. Lasagna balls. Lasagna balls. Lasagna balls. Lasagna balls. balls. But you know what? You want pizza? Papa's Pizza online. Papa's Pizza in Devon has some of the best pizza around. Yes. Oh, yeah. Guess who I ran into? Not Happy Jewels, Blue Lotus Ooh, bracelets, yeah. amazing, yeah. Ooh, hey, Patty. Yes, hey, Patty gave up? me a nice, uh, nice, nice. Made me a nice couple of bracelets. Sweet, you know, sweet. skulls here. This signifies, you know, live, laugh, and fuck off right here. This skull, and then this one is like 
just a single skull. It's kind of like, you know, I'm the man. That's what it means. I hate you. All right. So tonight we got a big show. We got Renard uh, from Nardy Boy. Renard Boissier. Yes. I always confuse how I say his last name because so many people say it differently. That's because they're idiots. Exactly, they are. Kind of like the old Tash Tosh thing. Yeah, I can't. I can't. can't do it today. You can't. You're not feeling it. I'm tired. All right, so when we come back, we will have Renard. Yeah, what's up? Hey, what's going on, Renard? Uh, Not much, man. How are you guys doing? Good. Are you, uh, where are you, in an airport or something? No, uh, I'm at home. (laughs) Oh, okay. Is is the mic bad through my headphones, or do I need to do direct or what? No, this sounds fine. Okay, that's one. Is is it pouring rain? It was. It sounds like it's pouring rain. Oh, that's probably the the HVAC, you know, whatever. So. This motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I argue with your boy impersonation over oh, there. So. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so. David, he, he revels in doing bullies to me because it's like a fucking nightmare. Like, like oh, no. Like, it's, uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, dude, that's funny. So our listeners know he's talking about Mystic Bowie from Talking Dreads. Oh, wait, am I live? Huh? Well, I'm I mean, not live, I mean, right? We're, no, you're not. But, you I know, mean, people we're, don't we're, know uh, who you're talking about. That's all. We're I recording. Swear. You know, we'll see. Uh, yes, you're live. We'll see what Lou remembers to oh, edit oh, out. Oh, you know? I, I, okay, so that's what I said. Am I live being recorded? That's what I wanted to make sure. Yes. Oh, no, yeah. you're being recorded, oh, but I mean. Well, okay, well, not, now I need to get to, like, like, you know, Renard, Renard, uh, will, Renard boy mode. Like, will <laughs> Lou remember to edit that out? I don't know. So, no, he won't. Because that's why the show's Modern Problems. So, I'm going to tell Bowie to listen to it. <laughs> and, then he's gonna be, and then he's actually going to call you up and be like, listen, motherfucker. This <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker. Actually, actually, it's more reminiscent of the, the night we called him during Jazz Fest at 4 o'clock in the morning Eastern oh, time. God. That was funny. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, fuck that guy. He called me at like 7 a.m. one time just to wake me up for no reason. There you go. Fucking asshole. So, See, you understand. Yes. So, so what's up? What's up? What's going on? What's going on with you, man? You're coming up here in July. Uh, everybody's excited about that. Um, how's it going down there? Like, well, how- considering that we 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 barely averted a slight disaster uh, oh, with yeah. the tropical storm, choosing to go elsewhere. Thank God. Um, eh, it's not too bad. Yeah, I'm not going to complain. Right. Uh, you know, it, and then then today we get like this ridiculous torrential downpour for like two hours, and like on the way to the studio, I'm like trying to find alternate paths around mm. the, the train trestles where the the, the, the road dips oh, yeah, and, and the water's yeah. pooling and stuff like that. So let, let's just say that my uh, my afternoon drive to Andrews is pretty uh, more interesting than I wanted it to be. So but, all right, shout out that's, Andrew McLean. What's up? Yeah, yeah, Mr. Andrew McLean, he's yeah. he's awesome. So, oh, so you're tracking stuff? Is this for the new Nardy Boy uh, album? Um, every time I go there, we do like a couple different things, um, right. and we so yeah, we 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 have not yet sat down to track anything yet because Steve and I have to make a phone call to a one sir. Mr. Michael Tepper and find out when we can steal him yeah, man. Uh, to come um, to New Orleans. Probably but. like, honestly, October for French Quarter Fest? 
Oh, okay. So I passed it along to Steve, and he said he's going to get me the contact, and yeah. we'll go from there. Yeah, we're doing that. Sorry, yeah, because even even though Steve likes to say he doesn't really know anybody, he knows everybody. He knows everybody. Like, yeah, this boy, so, yeah. He knows people. He definitely knows people. So, yeah. uh, so I was reading your bio, and there was a lot of stuff that people don't <laughs> know about Renard. You know? Uh, Ooh, go on. Uh, like they don't know that you played with the Neville brothers. You know, a lot Very of people briefly. don't know that's, that. That's not a secret. No, it's, it's not, not a, a secret. secret, but a lot of people don't know about that. So, could you tell us a little bit about you playing with the Neville brothers? Sure, I'll be happy to. Uh, I'll I'll leave the the, har- the horrible parts out. Oh, uh, juicy, <laughs> juicy. Well, 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 a lot of the horrible parts had to do with the fact that I was just awful on the gig. Oh, um, Lou. <laughs> Lou, edit that out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No. So, yeah. It, so, unfortunately, the way the gig came about was um, Eric Struthers, uh, their regular longtime guitar player, um, his wife was in a serious car accident and that was fatal. Ooh. And uh, I got a call from my friend at the time, longtime friend, music partner, Jonathan Treby, to uh, wonder if I would be happy to audition for a couple of gigs and who knows if we could go on tour and I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. And I did, and I had a, a great afternoon, long afternoon with Art Neville and played, did some rehearsals, played the shows that they had booked at House of Blues mm. around July 4th for the Essence Festival. And, mm. um, and it was a great experience. It was fun. I got like uh, mugged by Shaka Khan. It was awesome. Uh, <laughs> and, I mean, was that a and, was that a bad thing? Yeah, exactly. Was well, it? well, yeah. Okay, so I'll leave out the horrible parts. Anyway, oh, so, <laughs> Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka yeah. Khan. Let me no, tell you Basically, yeah. So, so like for all the I the quote unquote stuff that I do. No, we're good. Um, I you know I'm. I'm more like, I just want to go do the gig, do the job and yeah, get, yeah. get to the next thing I want to do. So, um, it was cool. It was a fun experience. And, um, then there are a lot of politics going on in their band. Aaron had just signed, uh, or something. Well, I don't want to get into all that. Aaron had signed some deal with William <laughs> Morris. There was some conflict between the Neville's management and Aaron's management. Uh, and okay. all of that to say that, yeah, in the end I got a, I got a phone call from Charles about whatever and i'm like i just had a kid with my wife i i'm going to she's going to grad school we're moving to upstate new york thanks for the opportunity we're good you know because i was asked if i could do some other stuff and i'm like eh, i don't know about that but anyway so no it was a fun opportunity and <laughs> thanks um, baby no dude don't say that <laughs> <laughs> edit that part out edit that part out definitely nope. um, rest in power Charles Neville yes, yeah yes. oh yeah yeah, yeah. So the, 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 the brothers were awesome they were cool um, and I you know the opportunity was like perfectly timed so when I moved up to the northeast I had something to build on and uh, especially since art said do whatever, whatever you do he says don't stop playing and I'm like okay cool you know that was, that's all I needed yeah. um and especially since I was primarily gearing to be an, a production team thing, I really wasn't caring that much about doing live gigs. So, um, but um, eventually, what? Uh, that, so working with Bo, with Jonathan hooked us up through uh, with the Tom Tom Club, and that's how we met Mystic. Mm. And then I eventually got to play on a Tom Tom Club track for the uh, Creole pro- the, the Zydeco project that they were doing with Anne Savoy, and that was fun because um, I got to work with Randy Funk and. <laughs> 
uh, all the practice takes, Randy's like, dude, all your practice takes were spot on. So we, you, you're good. So I just sat around the rest of the time and, and just socialized while they were cutting the rest of the track uh, for that album. And um, yeah, like, you know, I don't know. Uh, I just happened to be luck up after Katrina. All those little opening slots I did or wh whether I did them solo or with the band or whatever band that we got on for those opening slots and stuff. It was cool. You know? Right, so. right. Hey, yeah. I love Randy Funk. Did he always look like a Muppet then, too? Randy does not look like a Muppet. He does. <laughs> uh, he's he's a, a Randy, I love you. but uh, I do, too. I he's love got, he's Randy. Got a, he's got a heavy Muppet vibe these days. Yeah. He <laughs> looks like he could be in Dr. Teeth. I mean, so do I. I'm just, yeah. But like, he's, he's got well, a heavy so Muppet I, vibe. I, I haven't I haven't seen Randy in a while, so if he's looking more Muppet like, that would <laughs> that would y'all would have to tell me. I'd have to take your word for it. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's, a, it's you know, Randy's Randy's cool though. He's funny. He's funny. Well, actually, the, I really got to know him better when um, when he was in King for a Day and um, Kurt uh, Kurt Bergman, who had been drumming with me in my project and with Mystic Bowie. Uh, Kurt was drumming with them because. Kurt was like Mr. Time Machine. Everyone like love mm. art, like you know, um, love working with him because he first of all he was punctual, he was responsible, he had he played everything exactly the way they wanted to play it. So, um, but um, I got to know them all a lot better when I filled in for a little bit for Danny Labick, and uh, mm. and it was cool. It was like a whole different side of Randy that I really didn't know. And then again, same thing when I had the experience working recording with him. So it was cool. It was fun. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And then, uh, so then that's what brought you to Mystic, and then you started doing stuff with Mystic Bowie. How was that? Did you, you guys toured a lot? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, yeah, Mystic and I met through Jonathan. Right. And yeah, we put a, that, that was all a crazy ride because, um, yeah, it was, it was a crazy ride, you know, like, so, so there was Mystic, with Jonathan, then Mystic after Jonathan, and then eventually Mystic after Katrina, which was a whole, you know, the, so like oh, there were a couple different phases. Um, and yeah, it was all fun. I mean, the, I think the, the best part was pre Katrina when we built the studio and we recorded like three albums worth of material. And then most of that, the that all went down mostly with his um, Never Kiss and Tell album. Mm. And then we, we, we still have music that we have not, that he didn't release um that he's now talking about recording again or recording fully but um yeah i mean that was that was a really crazy productive time and that was said before katrina and then after katrina we just did tons and tons and tons of gigs i mean maybe the two most exciting nights with him before talking dreads was the night we opened for toots at irving plaza mm. oh wow um and what well, did we open for buju at uh, higher ground which nice. was a crazy experience nice. um i mean the, the, so the funny thing is the toes gigs were great but they were like it, it felt like we knew the crowd because we were playing in connecticut but irving plaza was insane oh, and yeah. um yeah. and then higher ground was really fun because we had never played for there a crowd up there and so playing opening for buju there it was, it was the crowd was real receptive so because we were doing this whole kind of like mashup world music thing 
Right. You know, so it was, nice. it was kind of like, you could see people's faces like, wait, you guys are about to do something like this. And like, you know, so, and of course we did like the obligatory couple dead tunes, reggae styles oh, or whatever. Jesus. You know? <laughs> Mike's, Mike's most favorite dead tune. Of course we covered, uh, fire in the mountain. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> baby. Oh, dude, dude, I will have to share with you guys the, the, <laughs> the, the S- I just I guessed. Sh- I was like, I can listen. I can deal with that one. I will have but, to share with you guys the essay I wrote for our grad school <laughs> class about fire on the mountain. Was so, it about how just it's st- just it's stop, my whole just stop? Just it's my whole stop. relationship with this tune because oh ironically, when I play with the Nevels, they recorded a cover of Fire on the Mountain for me from Mitako Yasuno Yasin, and I think that was like my one stellar moment on stage both nights. It was like I was like, okay. wait a minute. I can do this. No, that, that one, that one, I can handle though. Like that's like that doesn't drive me really crazy. We've played that before. I've played. Oh, that, no, I'm I've, not I've, talking I've, about us. I've played that with with reggae bands and like it's cool. It's like yeah. you know, is it Shakedown Street? Tepper? Shakedown Street <laughs> is perhaps at least in I don't know probably in Connecticut at least the most nauseatingly overplayed song. And it's not a good it's not a good tune to begin with. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Deadheads. It's a, it's a shitty song. So, so no, no, no. So, it's so a check shitty it out. song. Stop playing it check, every five check minutes. Check it out. Check it out. I agree. The way, the way we used to do it with Mystic before talking Dreads. Oh, I've pl- I've I've played the Dreads version with him on tour, and he knows. No, 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 no. I still right. So the, that the, song. the the Dreads version is the Dreads version, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. The way the way we used to do it with Mystic was so Mystic. There are certain tunes with Mystic Bowie that he would. Like we give him breaks, we give him spells to like kind of like rest his voice. And so I, like he he'd always look at me and say, "Oh, play some Louisiana, blah 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 blah, whatever." And so yeah. we do like segues and stuff like oh, that. But like Louisiana actually, bullshit, motherfucker. <laughs> <you're right. laughs> and he grabbed the he grabbed the washboard and like spoon away. Oh, uh, man. oh so. man, he loved he loved that washboard. <laughs> yes. oh, I've seen boy. those pictures. Oh, so yeah. the, the washboard is authentic. I actually ordered that for him from the Eunice. Uh, the Eunice, the, the, sorry, the Savoy Music Center in Eunice, and uh-huh. it turns out that's Anne Savoy's husband, Mark, who was like one of the kings of Cajun music. Mm. That's where we got that from. So Savoy's oh, Music see, now Center. You, now you're giving him validation for for fucking playing that thing, man. I mean, like, well, well, well no, I'm, I'm just letting you know that it was authentic. <laughs> well, no. I just, I just, I just love seeing him jumping around with that thing. I mean, that's <laughs> well, yeah, it is hilarious. It's it's like, a spe- it's a spectacle. I, lo- I, love, yeah. I love it. But yeah, no. The, so the way we used to do it with him when so he passed it off to Pat, the bass player, to sing. Ooh, Pat Lee. And so that was one of those moments where, and so actually when we we first started doing that, when way back when we were playing at Amberjacks. And it was a crowd pleaser because we totally... Amber Jackson Norwalk? Yes, sir. Oh, my God. I remember that <laughs> and, and so, and, and so we used to, we used to actually unreggify it for about five seconds. And it was like... It, it turned into a, like a legit jam band thing because everybody in the band, sans myself, everyone else were like primarily jazz musicians who had a thing for funk or jazz. I'm sorry, funk or jam band or whatever. And so, yeah, it was, it, it would become something totally different. Um, and that, that set it apart. So the version he put on the talking dreads album was obviously in that's the, the style of the project, but the yeah, version, yeah. the way we used to do it without that was actually pretty cool. So, whoa, whoa. Was it actually pretty cool? Are you saying the talking dreads version isn't cool? No, I'm saying that the the, the <laughs> Mystic Boy and the Paul Bears version was really, really, really cool. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. But, but now, 
when so i mean obviously you played with bowie for a long time right yes when did what led to you guys recording at tough gong because i know you went down there with him which is pretty heavy yeah uh he had this great tune that he wrote as a tribute to his mother oh yeah that's right uh the tune mama and um he uh, he actually had written a bunch of tunes. Uh, well, okay, so actually the first tune that we recorded on the first album we did, Rebirth, which we recorded at Teen and Chris's, mm-hmm. um, and then um, and then wait, 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 is that on that board that uh, Darian has now? Uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah that okay. was Chris and Tina's board that gotcha. like, weighed 500 oh, pounds. Oh, right, the knee. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. gotcha. I thought, yeah, yeah, I, thought yeah, I was yeah. going to die. That board is famous. That. Ziggy Marley's uh, first album, Ziggy yeah, Marley and right. the yeah. uh, Melody right. Makers, were, right. was recorded on that board. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. Next time it needs yeah. to be moved, call so, Ziggy. Yeah. So Doug McKean, who produced the album and recorded us at their place, Doug went on to produce Google Dolls and Green Day oh, and nice. Dave Matthews. He's that dude. Um, ah. yeah. Oh well, yeah. So, so yeah, we, um, between their place and Doug's place in the city, we recorded rebirth. And the first tune that we did that he wrote about his mom was a tune called 60 dimples, which was a, actually a really great tune. Yeah. Um, yeah. didn't, didn't really get as much hype, uh, as it should have, because actually it was a really good tune. In fact, it was probably the mo- like in a real, not probably it was done in a real classic reggae style, but we had that kind of like Bob from the, um, that Bob later sound going on. And so it was, it was, it was good. Um, but then he eventually wrote the tune mama kind of out of the blue. And we put a lot of energy into the arrangement on that. And we worked on like signature licks and stuff. And then he told me one day, he says, dude, we're going down to Jamaica to record this. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I didn't really understand what we were really doing until right before we went. And he's like, so we're going to tough gong. And we're doing this. I'm like, Whoa. And, so that was intense. That, so that was like, what was that? My first trip? I think that was my first trip down to, to Jamaica. Mm, wow, that's a good, and, good first trip. Yeah, tough. Yeah, I like mean, so, you went to the Mecca well, of Jamaica, pretty much. Well, well, let me tell you how much I went to the Mecca of Jamaica. <laughs> so, <laughs> the first night we're there, I, go, I fall asleep because I'm worn out from the trip and everything. And at three o'clock in the morning, I wake up and I hear all these sounds. And like, what's going on? I thought I was dreaming. And I opened the door to where we were staying. And the whole island is like on fire, like in terms of like the, the, the animals and everything. Then I had to, but I had to go back to sleep because we were waking up about three hours later to hit to Kingston. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. The animals were on fire and you went back Meaning to like sleep. The, the, the whole, yeah. Well, because I was like, I thought I was dreaming and I realized that it was like I opened the door to the, the room in the room I was staying that that was the whole the whole island, like so all the animals and everything were like making all these noises. Frogs and lizards fucking. Yeah, it was yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. 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 So then I have to go back to sleep because, you know, mystic is punctual, if nothing else. Yes. And I knew he was going to be in my, my room going, wake up, blah, 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 <laughs> you know, whatever else. So, um, and uh, we had an early hit time. We had to get gas. We head to Kingston. And then, of course, we go to Tough Gong. And that was crazy because eventually, after the recording, we hung out while they were doing mixing and stuff like that, and um, or pre- preliminary mixing. And we took a tour of the plant, and at the, it's in the record pressing area that nice. uh, Rita came by. Oh, and it was oh, wow. weird. Nice. It was like a total like she was just happy. She happened to come in, but of course she knew she knew Mystic was there, so she came by. And so, um, and I'm standing there, and like just like the door opens, and like nothing, like, and he's like, "Oh, Renard, uh, I, 
this is Rita Motley. I'm like going, ha ha, get out of here. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> I was, I'm on train, so I was like very controlled. Like, oh, it's so wonderful to meet you. I'm saying, so, ha ha, this is Rita Motley. Like, yeah, so, uh, and I'm standing in the record pressing plant. Of, uh, I should have called my dad. Like, yo, dad. I'm standing next to Rita Marley. My father would have been like, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> Who? What? Yeah, exactly. He would have been like, I'm eating a piece of chicken right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> Give me a call back. Like, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, so that was cool. And then, but the funnier part really was after we left, we leave in what is basically Rush Hour Kingston. Have you ever seen the movie City of God? Yes. That's set in Brazil. Yeah. It's an amazing film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like I was in the, I don't know, I can't remember if I was in the backseat of, of the car with Jojo, Uncle, so we call Uncle Jojo, he's a reverend, a mystic, he helped raise, uh, raise mystic and stuff when, and when he was like a young entertainer and stuff, and mystic used to live with him and all. Right. Dude. I'm like, and, and Jojo caught my eyes in the rearview mirror, and he falls out laughing. Red Odd Man, you okay back there? I said, dude, what is this? <laughs> I was like, it was crazy. It was, it was like sensory overload, and it, it, it took us forever to get out of Center Kingston and get to the highway and stuff like that. And by the time we got out of there, I think I was like shell shocked. Um, but I mean, then, like relative to like New Orleans, like it was that crazy. No, That's relative what I'm to wondering. like it was that crazy. Relative to like anything I'd ever experienced <laughs> in my entire life, it was, and it was mostly just because it was like people coming up to the windows selling stuff and, uh, and like yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. and then like the traffic and like no one's everyone's ignoring the traffic lines and stuff like that, and it was like it was just intense, you know. And so after having it a whole day being that tough gong and beating Rita Molly. And actually, before when they were waiting for the band to arrive and stuff like that, which was a lot of funny commentary, I cannot repeat. Uh, you know, so um, and then on the way home, they were like JoJo and Mystic, like, "Oh, we're gonna stop and get some food for dinner." And then we pulled up to this amazing, like, hey, this amazing moment where like you can just pull up and buy like you know fish and bami bread and everything else mm -hmm. from these people who sell at these stalls and stuff. And it was intense, man. Like, so, like, it was, it was, it grown darker on the island and stuff. And, like, I'm pulling up, like, where are we? Like, it was like some Apocalypse Now moment. <laughs> like, you know, and it was, it was great. And so, that whole day, that whole experience of that day was like, wow, you know. So, um, and then the next day, we just like toured around the island and I sat around drinking, like, you know, rum straight from a bottle. It was oh, pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Nice. Yes. <laughs> so. The Jamaican rum. Yeah, well, yeah, of course, you know, Appleton, so. Okay. Ooh, that's the good stuff. Yeah. I remember that when I drank. Well, I also had a thing, I also had a thing of uh, a pint or a half pint of Jay Ray as well. Oh, so. oh Lord, the Ray, the Ray and Nephew? <laughs> that's right, Jay Ray and Nephew. That, that, that overproof rum? Yes, sir. You, you drink a cap full of that. You don't even drink a shot. <laughs> <laughs> that shit will, you will go blind. Yeah. I, I, was all, I was alternating. I'd like sip, sip some of the J. Ray and then I'd go back to, like, to drink like, in the, the Appleton. But so Bo Bowie fun. keeps a bottle of that at his house. And I think I'm the only person who drinks it. So I was going to say, it's nobody, probably the same bottle. Nobody wants to fuck with that. It's shit. probably the same bottle for the last 20 years <laughs> yeah. or something like that. <laughs> it's aged. <laughs> Naturally <laughs> aged. Yeah. <laughs> so around that time, like, was this before or after you uh, formed Nardy Boy? Well. Uh, and so how Nardy did Boy, you form Nardy Boy? Nardy Boy was an outgrowth of a moment 
a business decision. Um, okay, so after Katrina, so before Katrina, I had the freelance Paul Bearers. That, that was a band that we started to play at Amberjacks in 97. Amberjacks. I, I, my head is exploding. I'm sorry. I, I just, I, that, not many that, people that's, can that's, like. That's where Davey got fucked up before he was sober. Yes, yeah, <laughs> lots of times. I got you. I got you. Yeah. So, um, that band, I, I had that band with um, Kurt Bergman, Pat Lavery, and eventual actually Matt Garrity was the first bass player. And then, uh, if Matt didn't work with us, then we I, we had some backup bass players and stuff. We actually had David Lavalsi sit in with us at one point. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, it's before but it was primarily Matt, and then after. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so then, uh, so Pat, it was the, the, the standard group was Pat, me, Kurt. And then when Jonathan didn't move from New Orleans, uh, after he finished all his stuff with the Nevels and Charles and stuff, he was the keyboard player and stuff. And he kind of ran like pretty much things with Jason Clements, my college roommate and stuff. And then eventually Jason, uh, moved on to work for United staging. And like, he has this crazy, awesome company. Now he went on to work for Cirque du Soleil and stuff like that. Oh yeah. He um, does sick stuff. Yeah. He, yeah. he, he, yeah, he, he did like a whole show for fish and stuff. Yeah, New Year's yeah. Eve one year. It's incredible. It's all over YouTube. So, um, so yeah, so freelance Paul Bears rolled through and then Jonathan met mystic and he kind of like optioned off the band without me and you know mm. about it. That's how I became Mystic Boy and the Paul oh, Bears. Okay, okay. So we were still a freelance Paul Bears, but like people started to know us as the freelance Paul Bears. I mean, it is Mystic Boy and the Paul Bears, so it's kind of hard to recover the identity. Yeah. Eventually, Katrina happens, and when I come back up, I, I, I eventually relocate to um, um, to, to to Connecticut. Uh, we reform the original band with Phil Forbes, so I ended up switching over to keyboards for that oh. and it was me phil pat and kurt and we were playing at the bitter end and then <laughs> um and that was that was awesome we used to do some incredible shows there oh yeah and um yeah. and then something how, how did it happen in the way of having to live by my wits at that time i was taking gigs left and right doing private events and stuff like that and I needed a band that was more fluid and flexible than the freelance ball bears were. And by that, I mean doing like whatever material I felt like doing that was not part of the jam band, yeah. jazzy, what a kind of like a lot of thing, roster that repertoire that we had. Right. And so that became the first night we featured. Oh, that's what it was. So, Bitter End gave us a gig. They had they, that's what it was. They had a night that a band dropped out, and they called me and they said, "Yo, can you like put something together for that for this Friday night?" And I'm like, "Yeah, like what time?" So the other, so I called Kurt. We called Ben Benj from oh, Deep Banana. Yes, Lefever. We called was I think we called John Torres. So I think the first night Nardy Boy played was was at the Bitter End. It was me uh, and John Torres and Ben of people there. and Kurt. And then I forgot uh, there might've been another person involved in there. Well, that's the night that the folks from Terrapin and God rest her soul, Allison and Williams came through with like, I don't know. I don't know if Bob Kennedy was with her or Jason Dini or whoever. Oh, and man, she's like, Whoa. Woo, yeah. Wow. And so like Flashback. on the break, Allison's like, who is this band? Like, she's like, and they were all laughing going like, oh, cause I also had rambunction. That was the, the jazz funk thing that right, I was doing right. as well. 
And Alice is like, what band is this that you have? And I said, oh, this is like Nardy Boy. She goes, when did you put this together? I said, well, it's always been out there kind of like as an <laughs> idea. A, about but a half hour I, ago. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I got a call. I got a call and like, this is what we're going to do. So she's like, well, can we have this band for gathering, uh, for gathering the vibes? I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, whatever. I said, just give me the date and whatever and I'll lock it in. And, and that's how <laughs> like I no big deal. Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah. Here, here's the funny part. Like, um, being from New Orleans, there are people who play in like a million bands and then whatever band they're in at that moment, if that's the band that takes off, boom, right? Well, yeah. So, yeah. and I've seen that happen with all that. I've seen that happen with, because Stanton Moore used to play in all that with Davis Rogan, who became famous mostly oh, yeah. because of Terme. Right, right. And out, out of out of Davis's band, all that, you had Kevin, uh, oh, what's Kevin's name? He used to play with Royal Fingerbowl, Kevin O'Day, and Kevin O'Day and Stanton are friends. And and so when Kevin joined Royal Fingerbowl and when I went out with them, Stanton took over. And Stanton from there, Stanton joined and started Galactic. Right, of course. Right. Yeah. No correction. He joined Galactic because Galactic used to be called Galactic Prophylactic. They dropped the <laughs> prophylactic and they went straight through with Galactic, and that's how that band was born. Wow. So ca- cats were fantastic. playing with different groups, and whatever the the band was that went, that's where you went with, right? Of course. So yeah. I took that same philosophy. I was playing with Steve Clark, Chris Morrison, and Kurt mm-hmm. um, when when it was like the freelance Spellbirds gigs, that was me, Phil, Kurt and Pat, the mystic boys gigs were like, whatever. And then, as I said, like whoever, I forget who was running the bitter end that night or at that time. And then they were like, yo, like, can you do whatever? And I'm like, yeah, like I'll, I'll get something together. And, but the, the thing was, is I was doing private gigs where I had this really wide rep- repertoire and so those were like, call me, like I would just pick me up gigs. Like I call people and say, can you do this? Can you do this? And I'm like, we're going to play whatever. I just need you to play licks, licks and lines, licks mm-hmm. and lines. And, um, and, and that's how the whole playing without the bass player thing got started because, because <laughs> I was using a split pedal on gigs and people were like, where's the bass player? I'm like, well, man, yeah, I, I remember, I remember one night you were, you were doing that at, uh, at the acoustic. Yeah, it was like a Tuesday night or something, and yes, like, you know, I, like when the when the acoustic was like jumping on a Tuesday night, it was like cats who are, like cats are, who aren't on tour hanging out, you know. Are, are you and, about to tell the story know, about you, the you, baseline? You, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm about. To say. I know. Okay, you tell and, it. You and, tell and, it. No, but we were we were hanging out. Okay, and like I was hanging out with another bass player who I won't name, but everybody here knows, and um, <laughs> and, and 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 you got and I mean you killed it, you know, you, like you you do like a really amazing split bass thing, you know, with thumb octopedal and everything, and like I wasn't mad. It was like okay, I don't have to be on stage for free right now. I'm drinking, like whatever. Like it was actually, it was. I mean, we knew each other, but I wasn't even playing with Nardy Boy yet. And you got off stage, and this particular bass player felt the need to say something to you about it. Yes, he did. Like, like, like oh, hey man, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of bass players in the room, and you're like, okay. <laughs> yes that is oh so that's who was with us the first night uh phil was with us that night too i call phil oh, okay okay so we actually had three guitarists wow. playing wow but so it, but so but here's the thing what was cool is i knew how phil played i knew i told phil like john's gonna do actually i don't even yeah Either way, we actually probably had John sit out on a few of this, but one of the, one way or the other, it was almost like at times we could do like the King Sunny uh, Day thing. Mm-hmm. We could do the Almond Brothers thing, and and everybody knew how not to get in the way because 
it was like, you know, so we kind of knew where, where each other was. And right, cause right. eventually that's how, and so that was, and so Ben just happened to be on that gig. But after that, Nardy boy became me doing the split pedal thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So yeah, but no, I remember that. I wanted you to tell the story cause yeah. <laughs> you wanted him to reveal who the other bass player was. No, I don't no, want to, re- I didn't want to no. reveal. No, I cause mean, I, I, I have nothing nice to say about that moment because notice he told you I was very polite about it. Yes. I had a very, I had a very private laugh with Juan later about that. <laughs> oh, moment. So yeah, Juan was there too. <laughs> yeah, Juan, and, and, I mean, and I mean, Juan heard that they, comment. And there he literally were like at least six killer bass players in the room. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday, Juan! It was his birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Birthday. hey Juan, happy yeah. birthday! Yeah, man. But yeah, no, no, no. Juan and I had a funny. Juan and I used to have really funny private jokes at at the acoustic, and like mm. you know, we we could only share them between he and I and maybe one other person, because, and and that person had to be there in the moment to know what we were talking about. But from there on, we have cues where you kind of laugh about oh, one of yeah. those past moments. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of kind of like the the night. Uh, I won't name the band, uh, and they're actually not a band, but they're like a little combo. And I walked in from a private gig, or maybe I walked in from one of those FTC gigs I did, and they were like, "Oh, we're hanging out here, that's whatever." And I showed up, and Juan was there, and Darren was doing sound, and I think he was also jamming with him. And I'm watching all the, so I walk in, I grab a drink and I'm standing next to Juan and I'm looking at the crowd dancing. And I said, Juan, what does this look like? And he goes, what? I said, the room right now where it's moving. And he goes, what? I said, peanuts, Charlie Brown. And once he got, <laughs> once he got it, he's like, oh no. Oh, so, 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 so it was white people. No, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was that hippie shovel. It was the, 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 the if you the, want to call it that, the, yeah. The hippie a little, shuffle, a little, maybe a little noodle on, you know? little noodle on. Noodle I call on, it. I, I, grabbing I call stars it, that aren't there. You know, it just looked like tracers. it looked like peanuts, and it was mostly because of the silhouette of, of everyone smell? dancing. What's that? Patchouli smell in the. Oh god, dude! I went to I went to college with the patchouli smell. That doesn't bother me. I mean, I went to school in Vermont. Oh, all right, so you're into that. Yeah, he likes the smell. Dude, smell I used to sit in my dorm room with a bourbon poured and just getting contact highs. <laughs> Cause the, I was like, what is the stuff you're smoking? <laughs> I never smelled weed like that. So, well, that was Vermont baby. Yeah. That was Vermont. That's my point. That's what I'm saying. But everyone's like, Oh, you want to hit it? Like, nah, dude, I'm good. I'm just sipping on my bourbon, like contact eye, contact eye. You know, so. But we digress. Yeah. So you were doing the split pedal thing. Yes. Then yes, you started doing kind of a jam session. Yes, sir. At, at the at the green room. Yes. And that and Steve Detroit was playing with you at that time. Well, do you remember when we made Steve get a go get his keyboard right at the acoustic on a Tuesday night? Yes, yes. Yeah, and then he wouldn't get his board. And I think I, I that might have been like the last time I ever cursed at Steve. <laughs> I was like, you better go get your black keyboard and get on stage because there was that dude who played the flute who drove down from New Haven. Oh lord. And oh, and so oh, but that's what lord. <laughs> and so when Steve <laughs> So when Steve got up, Another and I'm like, dude, and, I, and I'm like, this dude's burning. Why does he not want to play? You know, like, and after so yeah. after that, it was like, yeah, like we got a jam and stuff. And yeah, that's kind of how it happened. So yeah. and then, so then there was that green room jam, and yep. Steve invited me down. Yeah, and you, there was another bass player whose name I will not mention. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, 
and 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 yes, you know, that, that, that's a good one too. That's a good one. That's a whole other. That's a, that, that, that's a whole we, other we could, show, we could, we, we could do two hours Davey, talking about that yeah, crazy. I want to hear this one. Show. Okay. So let me say it like the, let me say it the way Art Neville would say it. That's a whole another show. Yeah. Oh, it, <laughs> it, 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 it truly would be. But and so the, and you asked me or I, I think Steve asked me to sit in, and I ended up playing the whole rest of the night, which also yeah. particularly pissed off this guy who thought he had a gig. And yeah. and then and then I think it was like the next day. The next day you call me, and you were like, "Hey man, so I got like you had like ten gigs, and asked, yes. and asked if I could do them." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm I'm available." And I was like, "So wait, so like, am I in, am I am I in a band? Or like, what's?" And you were like, hey, "You you were like, if you want it, you know." <laughs> like, I, was like, I was like, "Okay." Well, you know, because it, it was funny like getting the dynamic of how things worked up there. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so originally I relied on Kurt to make contacts and then, but definitely after Katrina, you know, again, as I keep, I keep saying, I, I, I have to live by my wits. And so my, my natural sort of gregarious, you know, don't give a shit charm was like, yo man, like I said, that was cool. You want to do another one, you know? And like, Oh yeah, yeah well, sure. Yeah. Whatever. And, and especially so, and, and a lot of times it was just kind of like who was available. Cause I, I was not, I didn't feel like I owned anybody. So right, like right. I was like, if you're available, cool. You know, you already know what I do. If you're not, then go make better money or do whatever you you're obligated to do, mm-hmm. and then I'll hook up with you the next time. So, and I think that was one of the things that was really cool about Nardy Boy because it, I mean, the origins of it actually really started at Chef's Table when I used to play there with Will, oh, and yes, yes, and then exactly, yeah. and then Steve Weiss used to jam with us. Mm-hmm. He come on Fridays mm-hmm. and do the harmonica thing, yep. and then we start we did some night stuff and. Um, yeah, so it was, it, it was kind of like this very organic, adaptive, evolving. And I think what there's, I liked about it was been, that there's been like a, a big evolution. I mean, yeah. you know, even in the time I've been with you, which is a long time now. Yeah. Um, like long time. And, I, I mean, I, and, I, you I, know, I, like we had Will on drums and then. He like he couldn't make it once or twice, and then I brought Paluchin, and then they it, right. we ended up doing the double drummers, right? And then Steve brought Porter in, yep. And it's just like I mean, and, 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 and like and, horn players in and out over the years. You and know. Porter, we Porter, I knew because Porter used to uh, do a jazz thing at Chef's Table with, oh, yeah. with Brian Torf's kid, Jared Torf. Oh yeah, that's when he was like deep and, in like his Grant Green phase. Yeah, and yeah. so and he knew. So Chris was like, "Yo, I." Dave studied with me. He's a good kid. Um, and I said, yeah, I said, I, he played with us a couple of times. I thought, you know, and, and Chris is like, yeah, he's awesome. Like, you know, whatever. So, and then I met Porter's dad and he was like, you know, pumped and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, it was kind of like once Porter joined and like, once it was like you, you brought Paluchin, yeah, yeah. um, and that percussionist, <laughs> That was my. Oh, that, that was, was that wasn't a band member. Oh, that was a guy that, who that was sat, all on like, me. sat on. I would make that motherfucker sit behind my amp. <laughs> like, like, like that. Dude, <laughs> you know, he was just you know, he was I, just taking up real estate, man. I'm, I, nah, I, I'm actually, not saying was, I'm not saying any names, but I mean. So, you know, so that was kind of like that, that was like my ode to hippie vibe things. Like that was very much like I think I just blocked that out until you brought it up. Yeah. So <laughs> Brian, Brian was cool. Brian Carter was his name. Oh. Was really cool. <laughs> he was awesome. He was awesome. He said his name. And, 
Yeah, well, he, Brian, he was, he was great to me. We had a great conversation. Great, great, great guy. There were just times where there yeah. truly was not yeah. space for that on stage. Well, and, and, and that was kind of like, that was, when I say that was my fault, that was like, in the sense of like, well, I, I mean, was like. It, it you know, was your fault. Yeah, because, <laughs> but, but it was, it was great. It was, it, it was a good, it was, it was almost like he was the spirit dude, you know, like the, 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 the hippie spirit no, vibe he, thing. He was, no, yeah. listen, we, we, we've had this conversation. Let's say, let's make this public. He was to us what that guy with the umbrella was to Arrested Development. Oh yeah, there you go. That's right. He was he, right. he was like he was he was Mr. Wendell. He was kind of like a little like a like a kind of like a mascot. Uh, yeah. Not like the dude from. Uh, he was giving us a lot of emotional support. You, yeah. The, yeah, I thought you, I'm th- confusing the umbrella guy with uh, Puff Daddy. That guy. I yeah, no, his name. I, that yeah, guy they, was a legendary. I, I I shall not talk about Puff Daddy on anything. So, um, oh. or P- Pimp Daddy. <laughs> Daddy. Um, Sean, you don't want to yeah, talk but, about Sean? Yes, that dude. The Sean only good Buffett thing he ever did is that he, I think he helped finance part of Fela. That's the only thing I like about it. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, yeah, but like, but there, there was, I mean, there was something. Yeah, there was something else. It was, it was, it was also good for him, like to be there with us. And I felt, and I felt that, and I'm like, cool, yeah, I got yeah, you, dude. So yeah. yeah. But um, but yeah, but yeah, Nardy Boy was, you know, it definitely. I mean, what I think the thing is, is once we got the residency. At the acoustic. Oh yeah, we played there. Like, That's what for, it was like. Forever. Okay, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we locked we locked that in, and it was like, okay, this is this is pretty much well, the thing. I mean, that's also how like we all learned everything because we never yeah. like people don't realize like people see us and we're tight we're tight and we're playing on big stages and we're playing festivals, and they assume we're like some well rehearsed band. Like we we never had a rehearsal ever. Right. It was just you were you were the type of band leader that you were good at what you do and you know these tunes inside out i mean you even sometimes now you fuck with us and you'll call a tune no one in the band knows you know <laughs> well like that's what it was we we all as we came into the group learned everything on stage mm. and like that those shows at the acoustic are what like are what brought it together like without, yeah without a yeah doubt. well you know actually one of the best nights the night we asked i asked karen to come down and us to jam her tunes Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Oh my god!" And I said, "Yeah, this this is what your music should sound like." <laughs> and yeah. I think I think like I think we might have done like a mini rehearsal before we played it. But either way, like the point was is that's the vibe. Like we could yeah, take yeah. somebody else's music and play it for them and make it whatever. And she was blown away. And she she was a great songwriter, you mm-hmm. know. And she just mm-hmm. needed the right band behind her yeah. to be kind of realize what her music could be. So. um and I think that the same because some of the tunes like is it like some of the I mean where creeping was definitely something they brought was brought came out of a jam mm. on uh, one of those Wednesday nights, and um, you know I, there's I mean there's any number of tunes that we just kind of perfected. And I remember the, so the whole funky thing people. about the, yeah funky <laughs> yeah, people definitely yeah, yeah. yeah I love that one I mean I mean there are tunes like I, that I was cannibalizing tunes of mine and be like oh let's do this group mm-hmm, and then it mm-hmm. would like we'd start doing it I mean that's how Sweet Ass came out. Because oh, there's yeah. actually another version of Sweet Ass. Sweet Ass, I love that. That I, that I, yeah. And and, and so at, at some point in, in the future, we're going to do a Sweet Ass one and Sweet Ass two. But Ooh, um, yeah. but yeah. So and then, so the then sweet- do Sweet Ass three, the return of that. <laughs> well, <laughs> return of that. We'll just call yeah. it the Black Exploitation album. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, let's do it. You know, I love so, that shit. Yes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, um, it. 
yeah, so that's, and, and I think the great thing about how it came together in Jail Live was that it was very, so it's like we were in a jazz band, we just had a jazz ethic. Yes, and, yeah, for, you know, very, and, very, very much so, very much so. Right, so if we did something jazzy, it really was like, you know, whatever, or we could take something and make it jazzy, which actually with Fire in the Mountain, that's what was fun about doing it with us is because like we we were sort of like didn't follow the rules of jam band we did <laughs> we did whatever we wanted to do hey Renard, tepper wants yeah. to actually play that on july 23rd i Just let you know actually no, no actually no, he wants to play eminence front well that that is that, that <laughs> well i agree that one well, should be played that's, that's awesome that's for a purpose though that's for a purpose yeah that that was that's speaking well, of that if people want to know what i'm talking about buy a ticket and come see it yeah july yeah. so speaking of that renard oh yeah you're, yeah you're coming up here in july and i know you have like some uh dates booked uh a lot of different dates um and you also actually, have, actually have a new website up and what is that website oh yeah we've got a it's i mean it's like a epk it's yeah. uh artistecard.com slash nardy boy for all of our dates and for booking yes yeah and I know you have a bunch of dates coming up, but we know that July 23rd, we're psyched about that because we had Tash on last week. Um, mm -hmm. That one's going to be a really good one at the yeah, warehouse. Yeah, Are you excited playing that? that yeah. Totally. Well, so I, I, first of all, I'm just excited to, to see the rest of the world. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Uh, it's weird. Second, yeah, it is. Secondly, um, yeah, I'm looking for it. I mean, Tash is, you know, I, I remember him coming through with London Souls. Yeah, and yeah. everyone raving about that. And unfortunately, I don't think I ever got to see, or maybe I got to see like a, a second of them playing or something. But um, yeah, and, you know, they, were, and, and, they were at some festival we were at, but we were taken off. Yes, another there hit. you go. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. We were uh, soup stock. It was soup stock. Yeah, we were at soup stock. Yeah, we we're and, at soup stock. That's where I called. And then, and then yeah. we, we had to take off because we had another hit somewhere. Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, yeah, and uh, and so the um i'm looking forward i mean first of all i'm looking forward to having him jam with us and i'm looking forward to like the, the whole thing because um you know everyone's been generously sharing stuff of his and um it's gonna be a killer you know, show man you know like i did a quick hit at ftc today and like everybody there's excited for it like the security guys can't oh wait yeah like, they can't wait you know? they i mean, I mean it's, for, for me the, the it's almost like a homecoming way because like i played the warehouse before it was the it's warehouse. A family reunion yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, 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 that's, that well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like what guys from FTC have said. It's like it's you know, it's that's kind of a place we've played because even before the warehouse, I mean, we played yes. in, we played there when they only had the small room, stage one, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but, I mean, you know, we, we've been working with them for a long time, and they're like Rob. Rob's really excited for it. So oh yeah, today. Rob Martin. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's very yeah. excited. He was talking so, about um, it. And yeah, you know, I think I think the thing that's great is it's you know. Uh, it's just an opportunity to come back in that room because the last time we played there when we opened for talking dreads it was a really oh, good show yeah, yeah. you know yeah. and um i it, it was it, it's play, having played the room a bunch of times already and knowing the room and stuff like that and just knowing kind of what the crowd wants plus you know we're, we're getting to play like just straight up nardy boy stuff we don't have yeah, to really it, do anything it, else exactly, exactly right right that, that's why i'm excited and, the, say, and yeah. people are hungry for it too man i keep getting I, I keep getting people hitting me up like you know they're they're pumped like for everybody for for nardy boy return for tash's first time in that room yep you mm -hmm. know it's like it's gonna it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a big show man my daughter's first concert Whoa! Yeah, nice. <laughs> so, 
So, so, so Uncle Renard is not gonna have to is gonna have to watch his language when he's saying spunky people. No, 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 no. You're gonna, no, you're, 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 you are gonna sing sweet ass. Right. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. See, we we don't we don't, we don't know that version. We we have our instrumental version, which is perfectly fine. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean the 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 vocal riffing I do when we've done it is one thing. That's what I'm talking about. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The but the other version has all the real lyrics. So. <laughs> well, hey, whichever whichever version you bring, yeah, yes, whichever, yeah. whichever. There's gonna version. be some falsetto sweet ass. Yeah, just D- Davey, make sure I don't know where your daughter's sitting because if I get a glimpse of her, I'll be like, I can't say these words. So oh anyway. no, you're gonna meet her. We're, I'm gonna bring her backstage and everything. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I'm talking about when we were on the show. Like, I just don't know. I want to know where she's. He doesn't want to make sitting. eye contact with your daughter. Yeah, while oh, like, scan, scan, scan the room. Be don't like, <sighs> she'll be sitting right I, next to my dad, or, or standing next to my dad. I actually had that happen. We we were doing um. We are at the bitter end, and we were doing um, uh, whatever gig with Bowie, and we went out of whatever tune into, oh, we were doing Kiss by Prince. Oh, yeah. Ooh, there you go. And we, we used to segue out of Kiss into Sexy Motherfucker. Oh, yes. And yes, yes, yes. so, of course, the, well, the rap breakdown, I wouldn't do what the dude did on the, on the record. I would do whatever. But... <laughs> So people would bring their kids to Bowie shows and like, depending on the venue, they would let them have their kid with them. Whatever. Uh, he's always pulling kids up on stage, man. Yeah, no, but this was, this was like nightclub night, not, not, we, oh. you know, we, we wouldn't do And yeah, let's just say it was, it was, it was, it was an interesting moment because I didn't realize there were kids in the back of the room. And one of the kids was like, one of the dads was like, yeah, my son's like, is that Mystic's band? <laughs> like going, He's like he's like my son learned a whole new word tonight. I said I'm sure he learned a few words tonight. So. Oh man, that, that, that's all right. I was on the road with with Bowie in, I think we were in like Ohio, and it was one of those shows where there was like it was a day it was a daytime show. We did a bunch of sets. It was a daytime show, and it was mm-hmm. a bunch of kids. And he wanted to do like oh let's what can we play that kids can sing along to, and I was like uh, I mean we could do stir it up right. That is right. a, I mean, really, I mean, like, it's not over, but that is a filthy song. You know, right. like, <laughs> yeah, I'll push the wood, blaze yeah. your fire. Yeah, I'll... satisfy your heart's desire. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, it was, and these kids were all just singing Stirred Up, and I was cracking up. I was like, this is fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Like, 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 Fletcher, like, Fletcher was giving me weird looks from behind the drums, you know? <laughs> that was like the kids' show at Brooklyn Bowl when you guys were doing that. I was laughing oh my, my God, ass off. Yeah. Oh. That was sold out. The ki- well, all the, well, the kids. Was that was there like 800 children there. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. I mean, well, look, it's, it's kind of like when you. Um, but you can't change play. the words. The parents know already. You know, if, oh, no. if they're going to it, they want the full. Ex- they want the full experience. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's not going to be but, like that. I, I would no, say, we, go for it, man. We used to have those moments with Bowie when we do the Louisiana stuff, although he'd say the other word. But um, we would do "Don't Mess with My Tutu." As a Zydeco there, and like, oh, and man. do you play kids? And, and so Kurt would even say, like, dude, do they know what that tune's about? I said, they don't have to know. <laughs> you know oh, but, there are you know. a lot of New Orleans tunes. Yes. That, oh, yes. That, yes. Unless you're really paying attention, really, you don't know what's going on. No, because everybody's having is, a good time. But there's some dirty yeah. shit going on. <clears throat> yeah. So that's the beauty of the blues. You know, so, oh, yeah. but yeah, no, the 23rd, you know, um, I, it, it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, awesome. Uh, awesome. Yeah, no, so, it's, it's, gonna be it's definitely going to be good. I can't wait, man. Uh, look forward to seeing you, man. Cause I miss you. 
And uh, I want to thank you. I look forward you. to seeing you too, seeing all everybody all in one space and yeah, all this other man. talking oh, yeah. about every, everybody in different plate locations and stuff is kind of like disorienting. So definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And uh, before you go, first off, I want to thank you for doing the interview. I'm going to give you some CBD Dude. when you come up. Is care of uh, the remedy, uh, our sponsor. Yeah. You know, there we go. Awesome, awesome. And then uh, I'll definitely. I know you hate this one, uh, but you're you'll have to send me a video promoting the interview too. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's cool. No, actually, dude, I got into it the other day. I sent you. I dude, yeah, made, you crushed it. You made three, I, but I, I have I, to tell made, you, Palooch crushed everybody. Palooch's is the well, well Palooch's Palooch, man. You know, yeah, so. but we got like I got outtakes though because the outtakes I have been have used him in do communication. It a couple times. So there's right. one that, where he goes, ha ha ha. Nope. I've been using that in the stories. Oh yeah, that's gonna go viral. Like I like 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 I responded to something Terrell texted me today with that, and now Terrell's using it like on his church text group. It's like... <laughs> oh yeah, and Terrell's coming up here on Wednesday. Oh yeah, Terrell's gonna be up here this week. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna have oh, wow. Terrell. Yeah. Please, please, please tell that motherfucker I said. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, we definitely <laughs> no doubt, will. No doubt. Definitely will. <laughs> tell him to get a vasectomy when he gets a chance. <laughs> Bro, I told him that before his last. Game. Oh my god, that's there was a busy day for him yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Father's Day. Oh, that just boy. doesn't sound right. That's all I got. So, I guess I guess in his in his in his world, instead of in the heights, it's in the fights. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, my, my, my man's got kids in every time zone. Oh man, <laughs> and area code. Yep. Oh yep. uh, God. Well, I, well, Renard, thank you, man, so much for the interview. Dude, thank you guys. Thank you guys. I can't wait to see you guys. Yeah, so, we can't uh, wait man, to see yeah. you too, man. Yeah. So um, yeah, y'all be y'all be safe up there, and pray, pray for us that uh, since the hurricane season seems to be kicking in a little too yeah, early for my taste. So it, it's there. Yeah. We definitely will, so. man. All right. Oh, and also pray for us on the uh, flight up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm flying JetBlue, so I'm hopefully. Oh, you'll, hopefully... Be, you'll be fine. I think Steve's on. Yeah, he's, I, I, he's I, fucked. I, yeah. I'm not. I'm hopefully, none of those crazies migrate from American or Delta or United over oh, to Jet Blue. <laughs> well, man, we look forward to seeing you, man. All right, y'all be good, man. Thanks All right, again. All right, man. Peace. Take well, that was an awesome show. Yeah. Oh yeah. Next week we yeah. got. Garrett Scheider yeah! in studio. Sorry, I got, I got. We got Garrett Scheider in studio here next week. Do we? Well, Saturday. We're recording it. Saturday. Yeah. Next Saturday. This Saturday. This Saturday. What day is that? What are you talking about? The twenty sixth. Oh. Okay. You might be busy. I don't know. I. I. I have a gig at sometime that day. Where? Um. In uh, in Bridgeport. Ooh, maybe I may bring him there then. No, it's early. I think. I think oh, it's like okay. in the morning. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then after then, cool. Yeah. Then I'll schedule it up. Uh, yeah. So next week we're gonna have Garrett Scheider. Um, July we got some big shows coming up. Uh, stay tuned. Modern problem show. show.